Yo, 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 yo. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Conceptual creeps. We have a very, 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 very special episode for you guys tonight. Or this morning or this afternoon, whenever you guys are checking us out. So this isn't a traditional Conceptual Creeps episode. On this episode, uh, in honor of Election Day uh, 2020 tomorrow, we have friend of the show, Politico. He is going to be joining me for an interview. I am the Spanish Savage. Uh, let's get him on the phone right now. We're going to be discussing um, predictions and uh, just uh, what to expect for tomorrow. So let's give him a call. Yo, 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 what's good? Chilling, man, chilling. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, this is friend of the show, Politico, is on with me, the Spanish Savage, uh, to discuss election 2020. Uh, first of all, sir, how are you doing? Uh, I haven't talked to you personally in, the, you know, during this whole pandemic. How's, how's you? How's the family? Everyone's good, man. Everyone is good. You know, we, uh, just like I'm sure with a lot of people, had a few scares here and there and um you know but you know we're we're pulling it's good it's good you know all things considered you know we've we've dodged uh dodged a lot of bullets as far as like you know sicknesses and um you know that that's fortunate especially now during this pandemic man i've been i've been saying that for a while now that um you know from march april May was the quarantine and was heavy. We were taking it very seriously. Then they started easing back the restrictions. Once you give people a little bit of the taste of the outside, it's very difficult to get them back in. Now right. with COVID fatigue, you got people out here wilding. Um, and you know, I'm I'll be one of the first to admit we haven't we haven't been following all of the rules all of the time. I feel like I am more careful than some of the people that I know, but at the same time, it's just it's very difficult to, to follow most of these rules. And they just announced today that they're rolling us back from phase three to phase 2.1, uh, yeah. starting on Friday. How do you feel about that? I mean, I don't think it goes far enough, but that's, that's just my own personal view. I think that what's happening a lot of times with people getting sick is, uh, they're getting sick by going out to a lot of these functions and, and you don't necessarily, you know, you, you don't have to go to a, a huge club, a huge packed restaurant or a bar to get sick. I mean, I think what's happening is people are having get togethers. People are going to, you know, restaurants where a 15, 20 people, you know, we're human. It's human nature to want to socialize, but um, they're going to a lot of these places with the assumption that if one person is sick, that that same person is going to do the right thing and not risk jeopardizing everyone else's health. But unfortunately, I think as as history has shown over the past few months, um, you know, it's people 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 put blinders on when when they get into you know, like you mentioned. Uh, COVID fatigue, you know, people want to be out, people want to feel human, people want to socialize. So if someone has a cough, um, you know, they might just say to themselves, ah, you know, it's just a small cough, it's no problem, uh, until it is. Or if someone is sick, and they took a test, and they're waiting on the results, 
for for whatever reason, I mean, I, I've heard of this uh, a bunch of times already from friends who have gotten sick that um, they're not disclosing that to people because they don't want to set off any alarms. They don't want to embarrass anybody. They feel, you know, this this sense of invincibility that people in 20s and 30s feel. It's, um, that's that's one of the craziest ones is like you feel a little sick, but you still go. And, and that's I, I never quite knew how to put it into words. And you did it exactly just now is that um, we're assuming that people do the right thing. But people are humans <laughs> like it's the and it, I feel like it's every time that you see a zombie apocalypse movie, somebody gets bit or scratched and they try to hide it and they don't tell anybody. <laughs> and it's like the same thing. Like it's like, like these people would definitely be the, uh, those characters in these movies like you you're sick you got a runny nose you got a sore throat you got a cough you got a fever and you still go out or you're waiting for your results and instead of staying home you still go out and you're like oh no i'm fine i'm good and then it's it's i mean it is kind of probably that that's what it is is that people are might be embarrassed to talk about it to say that they might be feeling sick um but i mean and and danbury danbury is in a unique situation where you know i've always felt that we are a small city a big town you know what i'm saying like we got well, close to a hundred thousand people in this city, right? And, and so it is. It is, in fact, by definition, a city. But you know, we're so close knit. Everybody knows everybody. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You, I, I know things about people that I've never met. Like, yeah. how sick is that? You know what yeah. I'm saying? And I feel like if you grew up in Danbury, you, you're probably in the same boat. So when some when someone gets sick, and then you know, you get a bunch of other people sick. That's embarrassing. Yeah. You know, it, it's it, it's not like you know, living in a big uh, city like New York City or, or L.A. or, you know, Miami where, you know, you get someone sick. You don't you don't know them. They don't know you. Yeah. Um, here in Danbury, I think one thing I'm noticing is is people getting other people sick, but not wanting to alarm them because that that, that exposes them. That makes them, you know, I think in their mind, open to ridicule and, yeah. and human, you know, again, human nature. We don't like that. We don't like feeling like there's a target on our back. And I think that's why it's urging a little bit on, on our end. Yeah. Um, so let's get let's get into uh, why why we brought you on today. Um, the election is well, the voting uh, in, in person voting begins tomorrow. Um uh, some states have been doing early voting, but uh, for the most part, the election tomorrow, November 3rd, 2020. Um, how do you foresee it going do you think that there we're gonna get news reports of crazy stuff going on at polling centers of course of course it wouldn't be 2020 without it it wouldn't be 2020 without it absolutely we're going to hear stories we're going to you know whether they're legal stories stories about you know different political party lawyers um you know going to the courts to you know ridicule this or that um, I think there are going to be a lot of people trying to intimidate voters in, in areas where they feel they're um, prone to, to, to lose, I guess, in their minds, that power. Um, I, think, I think tomorrow we're going to see, I think, you know, just for the record, throwing it out there, I do believe Biden will win um, for a number of reasons. But what I, what I, anticipating also is I think a lot of people think that this is not a tight race. I think that uh, most of us agree that there's a lot of anxiety around it. There's a lot of uncertainty around it, Mm -hmm. but I think few people think that this is going to be like, 
you know, anything, you know, just completely different than 2016. No, I think a lot of the people that voted Trump and, and shocked the entire world and made history in 2016, they didn't go away. They didn't go away, you know, and, it, you know, and, and I think um, this race is very close. I think very, uh, more close than polls show, but, um, you know, that could be maybe just being so shocked from the results of 2016 to see, you know, Trump win states like Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, that I, I never foresaw that. I never, ever, never foresaw that. Um but, you know, uh, uh, these are two different candidates. 2020 is not 2016. Um, the circumstances are different. Um, you know, uh, so much has changed in, in, in two years. And I think uh, the candidate Trump versus the president Trump are, for a lot of voters, two entirely different people. My my issue is that a lot of people keep comparing it to 2016 and then also when we were looking at early polling um, in 2016, it was showing that he had like no. Everybody showed Hillary ahead, and um, and then once it started getting later into the night on that on election day, I'm like, yo, what the hell is going on here? Like, like this is nothing from what we've. And I feel like it's the same thing that's going on right now. Like people are seeing, oh, Biden's ahead 11 points here. He's ahead here. I don't even need to go vote. Like this is crazy. Like he's gonna it's gonna be a landslide. And I feel like they're putting these polling numbers out on purpose um to just get people like oh well you know my vote doesn't matter he's got it anyway and um i i think that it's gonna be a really really close race and uh let's start let's start talking about certain states in general um now we've heard rumors and now these reports coming out is texas turning blue i the i was doing some research texas hasn't voted blue since like 1970 like something like it's been something crazy um Carter and yeah Carter um do you do you foresee any chance that Texas uh votes blue and uh and Biden gets those uh electoral votes <clears throat> I've I've struggled with this question for weeks man <laughs> I've struggled with it a lot I think um I think for Biden to win Texas you've got these democratic cities that really, really got to turn out. Now, Harris County is making history all over, you know, it, it's like headline after headline about how just on the early votes, they have more votes in Harris County than total votes in 2016. That's crazy. So, so, so that's, that's early voting. The polls aren't even open for in-person tomorrow. So like that just, they're going to blow the water. They, they're going to just like, it, it, it's, insane how excited um you know counties like that in texas are to vote uh, a lot of new voters too i don't think that in, especially in texas think about it lp especially in texas a lot of new voters if you're if you're leaning republican leaning conservative what would make you vote in a republican state be more excited to vote in the republican state than you know, the most, uh, I don't know how to say it, just the most polarizing Republican to ever run. Yeah. Um, I, I think a lot of, a lot of these counties, a lot of these cities full of um, democratic leaning voters feel like, you know what? I actually, especially after Beto 
barely lost in 2018. Mm-hmm. He barely lost. Um, I think, I think for Biden to win Texas, he needs a huge turnout from Dallas, from Houston, from um, Austin, from a lot of the suburbs and and you know in, in those cities. And and he's got the numbers are there. The numbers are there. They won't tell you what party they are, but they will tell you that they the ballots have been cast. I just I, I think that. I, I think Biden can win Texas, but you've also got to remember there are a lot of Republican voters who typically stay home. I'm sorry, Republican leaning voters who typically stay home that now probably feel, especially after Cruz barely won, that they got to probably come out. feel like you got to come out. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. I feel like you know there's there there's fire under their ass, and and I think that it's it's very much a reality now. It's like it's it's like. Uh, it's like a doomsday scenario for a lot of Republicans in Texas where like they now realize the numbers are not in their favor mm. as far as the demographics, about as far as the trends. So if Biden wins Texas, that's it. That's it. it, it it's absolutely it's over. He could, you know, Trump can win all of those, you know, states that that he won in in 2016. But if he loses Texas, that's I mean, it's over. Uh, you know, and he's probably not going to win Arizona. So if he loses Texas and Arizona, that it's just he's not. It's it. It's over. I we're, think Biden has way more paths than Trump does. We'll, we'll we'll get we'll get to Arizona in a second. Um, now Texas Harris Harris County they they're making uh headlines because of um, like a a, a drive through a drive through polling center that they had, right? Is that, is mm-hmm. is that where these 120,000 votes that the Republican lawyers were trying to uh, get thrown out? Yeah. Were? Now, yeah, that's exactly right. So their argument was that, so there's a stipulation in the Texas legislative uh, law that it, it has to be a structure and it has to be um, um, run by state officials, which mm-hmm. in Harris County, they were, they mm-hmm. are state officials and they are, you know, they're, they're, they use it as an accommodation, right? And so mm-hmm. they had these tents where you drive through, you fill out your ballot, and you'd give them, you know, give them your ballot. And so Republicans took that as, well, you know, first, the county is out of jurisdiction, and second, that tent is in the structure. It's not a building. Oh, it's, my God. You know, and it, it was just, it, it was, you know, um, but two judges, a state judge and a federal judge ruled today and yesterday that, um, you know, the, the Harris County officials were within jurisdiction. They didn't violate any laws. Um, and, you know, that's and this is what we were talking about. Right. If, if you were if you were uh, responsible for um, voter turnout as, you know, a GOP Texas official, why are you trying to keep votes from being counted? I think that was a projection. That was like a huge you, you showed your hand when you know, you, when the Republicans showed their hand when they did that. It, so this is so this is my thing. Um, first, first, is this the, it, that drive through drop off? Is this is this is the first and is anywhere else in the country doing that? I, you know, I don't know if anywhere else in the country is doing that. But the um, the person responsible for for, you know, all of these accommodations when he so he was selected to to do this because Harris County 
you know, um, they, you know, it's, it's a, it's a democratic stronghold in Texas. Um, and so what they did was when, you know, before Beidel, uh, launched his campaign and, and, um, you know, even after that, they, they decided like, wait a minute, like we have the potential votes. It's just a matter of making it accessible. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these, a lot of these accommodations existed before the pandemic existed. Mm. But, but when the pandemic hit, it became almost, it became nice to have and be, you know, it be, I'm sorry, from nice to have to essential. Yes. Um, and I think that is something that, you know, come tomorrow, if, if, uh, if, if, if Texas goes to Biden, they, it, it, Biden owes Harris County and its officials and, and this, this voter turnout for yeah. all of it. Now, um, we both did, um, uh, the interactive election map. That's right. Yep. Um, uh, was it CNN or was it ABC? I forget what what the link was. I don't. Um, know. I was using ABC. Yeah, I, I used you, you sent me yeah. the link, so I used the same one. So now you had you have Biden getting two hundred and eighty six electoral votes to Trump two fifty two. You only need remember, folks. You only need two hundred and seventy to win. So. Um, so he has them. He has Biden getting two eighty six. Now I have the exact same map as yours, with the exception of Arizona. I have Trump getting Arizona, but Biden still. So my race is a little bit tighter. I have Biden winning with two seventy five to Trump's two sixty three. Now um, Arizona. So I've got Arizona's eleven electoral votes going to uh, to Trump instead of Biden. Why do you think Arizona is going to vote Biden versus Trump? Uh, Arizona is one of the um, one of the fastest growing regions in the country as far as Hispanic voters. Mm. Um, so is you know place, so are places like Florida and 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 Texas and and um, but. Arizona is different because there are a lot of um, Central American and a lot of Mexican immigrants who, you know, move to Arizona and, and, you know, they're living there, you know, traditionally uh, Latinos have bigger families, a lot of younger Latinos, uh, the Latino uh, demographics are are young. And Mm -hmm. if you're younger, you're more prone to vote you know, more democratic. I didn't, more I didn't even think about that. The amount of, the amount of people I want, I, I would love to know the number of, of people that became eligible to vote from 2006 to 2000, 2016 to that are now eligible to vote here in 2020. Um, yeah. And are very, that's a very, very passionate demographic that the people yep. that were for 14 to 15 years old in 2016 and have lived through these mass shootings that have lived through um especially in arizona i didn't even think about that in arizona and and those uh those southern states uh, um those midwest states that have uh dealt with the immigration um issues directly head on and the seeing the kids in cages in their own backyard mm-hmm. so you've got that those people that are that are now going to be um eligible to vote for this uh for this election and i didn't even think about that yeah and, and that's why voter turnout among latinos is is like huge in arizona i mean it's huge all over the country but specifically in arizona because 
you've got to remember the demographics, even within not just Arizona, but within the Latinos in Arizona, right? You've got in, in Florida, a lot of a lot of Latinos in Florida are Puerto Rican or Cuban descent. Yeah. Right. Here's the difference, though. Here's the difference in circumstances, right? You One key difference that nobody, I think, is really um, bothers to talk about. And, and maybe maybe I'm overstating something, but there's a difference between an immigrant group versus, you know, uh, an immigrant group of Puerto Ricans or, or Cubans who, and, and get this LP, I'm not trying to be insensitive, but this is key. This is huge, right? Among Puerto Ricans and Cubans, how many can get deported? I, I, I don't know. I don't think that. that no, was, they not, can't. They, they can't. Yeah, no, none of think them. Think about this. Think yeah. about this. You you can't, you you know, you can't really, you you know, I've never, I've never, you know, Puerto Ricans obviously can't get deported. They're citizens. And Cubans, you, it's very doubtful you're going to get deported to Cuba. You yeah. know, you, you can't, you're not violating any immigration laws just by being here for being Cuban or Puerto Rican. Mm-hmm. Now, that circumstance is huge when you're talking about immigrants who can vote in Arizona and Texas, who are yeah. typically Mexican or Central American descent, right? That's true. They have, they have relatives. If they themselves don't have uh, direct relatives, they have indirect relatives or cousins or aunts or, or uncles who are undocumented. Yeah. And so you see the hostile treatment of this administration towards immigrant, toward, towards undocumented immigrants. Now, that may not play a factor in a lot of Cuban or, or Puerto Rican families. You know, it, obviously it, it's important to them. It's, it's a question of morality, right? But as far as the impact of it. Yeah, it doesn't impact them as much. Generally, it's way different for, you know, Puerto Ricans and Cubans in Florida or Georgia or New York compared to Mexicans and Central Americans and South Americans in Arizona, New Mexico, Texas, Colorado, I just Nevada. I just don't understand what the why the Puerto Rican community loves Trump so much with how he with calling them a shithole country, trying to sell them to buy what was he trying to buy Iceland or Greenland? <laughs> sell, let's sell Puerto Rico and buy and buy Greenland, I think it was. Yeah. And yeah. then uh, how he treated them during that during that hurricane, and then going down there and launching paper towels into the crowd, and <laughs> just the way that he talks about them in general, like yeah. I just don't understand why they, why they love him. Here, here's a major major difference um, that that exists for a lot of um, groups, I guess, in, in Latinos. Right? If if you're a, if you're a, a white Hispanic, a white Latino. You have this privilege that that's unspoken, that's yeah. that's capitalized on a lot, a lot. Trust me, I pr- you've seen it, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. That's capitalized a lot where you can easily pass blend blend <laughs> in two different communities yeah. with no problem, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas, you know, if you're a, a, a tan Mexican, a, a tan Nicaraguan like myself, or you know. Um, you know, and this isn't to say that all Puerto Ricans, all Dominicans, all you know, Cubans are are light skinned. That's obviously not true. Yep. But it's easy. You'll notice a trend, and it's it becomes a it becomes a a feeling of, sure, I'm an immigrant, but I'm not that immigrant. Yeah. I'm not those immigrants. I'm mm-hmm. better than that. I did it the right way. I worked hard. It becomes a sense of like su- superiority. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think when you when you have groups trying to like um, when you have groups of 
let's just say Latinos for Trump feeling like, you know, I'm I'm different than those undocumented immigrants. I'm I'm better than that. I I'm all about law and order. It's it's like it's trying. It's in my opinion something of like trying to climb the social ladder in America, and it's it. I don't like it. I don't like it at all. And I, I just don't understand because he, he unless unless you make a certain it doesn't well honestly it probably doesn't matter what what the color of your skin is it's the the how how green is your money I feel like with Trump so if you're not in that class already with him he he doesn't he doesn't give a fuck about you so that's why I don't understand um, but here. <laughs> the, anybody low income, like the low, even the low income white people, why they love Trump is yeah. because, and but he hates you, like deep down, he doesn't like you, right? And and, and you know what? Um, <laughs> there's a, I, I I'm willing to bet you saw this meme, but there's a meme that's making fun of all of the people that make less than four hundred thousand dollars, freaking out yeah. about Biden's tax increases, oh right? God. It's like, how are you worried about? that tax increase you're gonna you you make thirty five thousand a year you what do you why is this even on your radar <laughs> and 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 it's so funny because it highlights this this um this what's the word for it i mean like people are being bamboozled and to believe in that hey listen for you to for you to someday get rich you have to help the rich because someday you'll be in their place and, th- and that's what i don't understand like for I don't think people realize how how difficult it is to make four hundred thousand dollars a year. And it's like there's for some of us, like, let's let's be honest and let's be realistic. Some of us will never reach four hundred thousand dollars a year. Never. And it doesn't and it's not it's not to say, oh, work harder. Like, oh, you're not trying hard enough. Like how many how many occupations out there really pay over four hundred thousand dollars a year? like there's there's not many there's yeah. there's not many and but but people people really just think like oh you know like if you work hard um you know when you and this this and that you know and you don't take hand, you don't take handouts uh you know you'll make it there and it's like you're you're why are we protecting these people that don't give a fuck about us that don't care about anyone that makes this amount and you're talking about in, in during this pandemic that you know these billionaires they've made uh, I, I don't even know the exact number of how much that they've made this year trillions, trillions of dollars trillions. this year just during the pandemic and how much of that has gone back into communities how much of that we're not we're literally what everybody got twelve hundred dollars like how, that how does that help anyone i just don't make it work it. <laughs> make it to get, here's twelve hundred dollars. Like, make like, it enough. Yeah, make it make it enough. Exactly. <laughs> make it enough. Um. So what? What states do you think this? It, it, it usually always comes down to the same the same states. It's it, the, the these these important swing states is is the what they're called. And um, right. I want you to highlight which ones do you think are the most important, and which ones are the ones that we need to watch for. Okay. So to clear it up a little bit. Um, as far as as far as states and and ones to be mindful of tomorrow night, so Trump has a lot of defending to do, like a lot, way more than Biden has to do. And I say that because Biden has several more paths to become president versus Trump. Um, <clears throat> that being said, if Trump wins Florida and North Carolina and Michigan and Pennsylvania, it's going to be a bad night for Biden. 
is going to be a bad night. It's Hank, it's even Hank, if he wins. Yep. Can you hear me? Hey, no, no, I hear you. Which uh, so you said Florida? I'm, I'm I want to look at my map as you. Uh, sure. Okay. So Florida. Yep. So if Trump wins Florida, mm-hmm. if he wins North Carolina, yep, and if he wins Michigan and Pennsylvania, yep, it's going to be a bad night for Biden. Okay. Now that doesn't mean that doesn't mean he's going to lose, but it means that his campaign didn't didn't take back what was theirs just four years ago. You know what I mean? And and that's that should be friendly territory for them. And and the reason that I say it would be a bad night is because now it, it's indicative of how the voter turnout is going to be in Ohio, yeah. how it's going to be in Minnesota, how it's going to be in Wisconsin. And if Trump wins those states, then, you know, yeah, unless true. Texas, unless Texas goes to Biden, you know, how likely is that if if Trump already won those four states? Yep. Which he, you know, he did. He's already done before. Although, you know, by small margins. Yeah. Very small margin, but he did do it before. I've got um I've got Min- I've got Biden winning Minnesota, Wisconsin, and Michigan. And I'm hopeful I've got him winning in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Uh, I-, I think he will too. I think he will win those states. Um, I, I think that firewall that, you know, Clinton, can't, you know, she took for granted and, and she kind of ignored because she thought they were in their pocket in yep. 2016. That's not that's not Biden's campaign idea at all anymore. It's just it's not, you know, they I, I don't get the impression that they took those states for granted this time around. Um but like I said, if Trump wins those, you know, four states and, and those are East Coast states, well, not East Coast, but those are states we should get tallies back on tomorrow night. Yes. Early. Um, early. early in our, t- right. in our time yeah. zone. Yeah. yeah. Right. And, and so, you know, it's going to keep going for a couple of days as much as, you know, Trump wants to believe that, you know, everything ends at midnight. That's just not how it works. I, and this, um, that I can't believe it's just it, the amount of in these past four years. I just don't understand what's going on with the American public. And it's the the election is usually on the night of it's just it's in somebody's favor. So it's the the news networks call it. But the actual election is not over. Right. And it right. never has right. been. Right. Exactly. But, and, and I, I, I think go ahead. It, I think they will call it tomorrow night. I, I, I'm I'm pretty sure they will call it tomorrow night, um, especially if Biden wins the you know a lot of the east coast states let me pull my map up so you know if he wins if biden wins north carolina and if he wins georgia then i mean that that right there you trump can't win without those two states i I mean there's nothing that he could take from from biden's column that would give you know he could he could even win pennsylvania michigan and wisconsin but if he loses north carolina and georgia yeah that's it. And he he can't win at all without Florida. Um, and so this is why I'm saying I think Trump is playing a lot more defense than Biden is. Yep. Um, you know, you, you see him being forced to spend money in states and even give up some states because he can't afford those states anymore. Yep. Um, that Biden's campaign just isn't struggling with. They're, they're like they're throwing money everywhere. How, what do you uh, how much? Um, 
How much are you putting into that uh, that rumor that we're hearing that if Trump is ahead tomorrow, that he's going to call that he won the election and then not uh, any vote, any vote counted after November 3rd uh, is illegitimate. And uh, and, no. and this is a fraud. How much stock are you putting into that? <laughs> I, I, I think, you know, if there's one thing that we've learned as a country is that th- this guy has is 80 percent rhetoric, yeah. 80. You know, he's like he's just made of hot air. <laughs> and so so what he does is is you know he 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 does this for shock value you know and and um a lot of times a lot of times he gets these headlines because it gets the attention of the people he wants the attention from um he, it's not in his jurisdiction he's not the one to call you know hey no more counting after midnight that's yeah. just that's not in his jurisdiction even if he wants it to be even if he pretend tweets that it is it's it's just it's not um a lot of people forget that the 10th amendment gives every state its own jurisdiction in how it determines elections yep so you know there's no federal guideline that he could use that would mandate a rule like that for all 50 states so you know he's he's just Man, I'm, I, just talking, I, you know, talking crazy. Now, um, I mean, other yeah. other than the, uh, the, the, I mean, that's probably the most important. Are there any other important elections, um, or or people that are that are going for uh, re-election that uh, that we should be monitoring? I think the the big one is the the Lindsey Graham one. Oh my gosh, dude! I'm so excited to see if 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 Harrison can pull it off. You know, if, if Harrison pulls that off, it will be. You know, it's it's it it'll be such a such a statement for the Republican Party, where they've lost you know what was once a moderate senator in Lindsey Graham because he was, you know, he was someone who worked with Democrats all the time. He was someone who you know was less conservative than he is now. Um, so for for him for a senator like Graham to lose in South Carolina would be a huge huge you know huge story um and it'd be you know if georgia is becoming more democratic if texas is becoming more democratic if arizona is becoming more democratic it's hard to be an optimistic republican my if he loses south carolina the problem the problem that i have is if biden wins and the democrat and we and the uh and democrats get the get the majority in um in the senate they have to make immediate change if they don't make immediate, if they don't make immediate change that impacts people's lives, then they're gonna the, uh, the Republicans are gonna have so much ammo. Like, look, they had this, and your lives got worse, and it's just mm-hmm. gonna it's gonna they're gonna get swept right out of the Senate. I feel like. Mm-hmm. Um, You're right. You're absolutely right. And the thing about Senate is the thing about the 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 Senate as um as a body compared to say for example the house of representatives house of representatives you know your your uh you, you your election is every two years in the senate your your election is every six years however one third of the senate is up for election every single um cycle. midterm election yeah. and presidential yeah every cycle so it changes the you know it's it's all the senate doesn't change 100 seats each election it's yeah. You know, 33, 33, 34, you know, give and take. Yep. It's um, 
<laughs> what's uh what's crazy to me is Lindsey Graham has been begging for money. Have you seen like his have you seen like his <laughs> interviews? He's like, if you yeah. guys want to help, come on, they're raising crazy amounts of money over there. Yeah. We, we need your help. But like this guy's been literally begging for money. Uh, yo, yeah. I feel like I feel like he's scared. He should be. He really should be. I mean, he took and and this goes without saying, man. I mean, he South Carolina is, in my opinion, as Republican a state as Connecticut is a Democratic state. That's crazy. So for him to be even close, you know, in in He's South Carolina, He's yeah, yeah, and, and and the numbers are not in the Republican Party's favor. They always, you know, they're throwing socialist, socialist, progressive, progressive. You know, they're throwing a lot of boogeyman terms out there. But at the end of the day, there's nowhere I, I can look at on the map that is becoming more Republican. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't think I. F- I feel like they're not gaining ground anywhere. If anything, they're losing, right. They're losing ground. And, and and this is a state of America that we're in, where we, we're we're talking about electoral votes. We're not talking about popular vote. Yeah. If it were a popular vote debate, it, it, how much is Biden going to win by? Two million or ten million? What like, did, it uh, wouldn't even. What did Hillary win by? Three million more votes. Do you think? Do you think that the popular vote? Do you think it'll be around that, or you think it's going to be way just a more. prediction? You think it's going to be way more? Way more? Oh, way more. Way Biden's <laughs> going to get way more votes, man. Way more. Is is Mitch McConnell up for a reelection? Yes, he is. He is. Is is that does is that one anywhere near as close as the Lindsey Graham? Uh, no, 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 no. It's not. I think um, early on it was it was a lot closer for him. You know, yeah. uh, uh, for her. Yeah. Um, her name is Amy McGrath, and and but I think progressively, you know, as time went on, more money came in. You yeah. got to remember, you got a lot of power as you yeah. know the head of the Senate. Um, you got a lot of power, so that means you got a lot of fundraising. That means you got a lot yeah. of money being thrown into your campaign. So I don't, I don't see McGrath winning. But. And um, I feel like if Democrats win, they need to, they need a sweeping change of leadership. Like uh, it's it, it, like Pelosi. Yeah. Like we gotta, we gotta, we gotta get some fr- some more uh, some more fresh ideas and um, yeah, a little bit more youth. Like they're just it, yeah, it's just too old. That that's not representative of the Democratic Party anymore. And yeah. I'm not saying it needs to be as as young as an AOC or as progressive as her, but we need to have somewhere in between. Yeah, AOC really changed changed a lot for politics oh they're scared the the republicans are scared of her man they're they're petrified of her but the reason that they're petrified of her is she wears that those terms that that typically are toxic for she wears them she wears them you know you, you can't you know they think that they're hurting her. No, they're they're feeding her image. They're feed, you know. They're 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 making it bigger. And it's gotta. It it just shows because they they're scared of what she can become, and that's what and that's why they're so literally you you can any 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 Republican that's uh, that has any type of status. If you put a microphone in front of them, they they're gonna mention AOC at some point. Yeah, that's yeah. And that's crazy. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think, you you know, you, you made a really good point. They're scared of what she'll become. But I think politically, state by state, race by race, they're scared of what she'll inspire. Mm. Because before she started molly whopping Republicans, she beat a high, high, high status Democrat. Yep, I remember. And 
And so it's, you know, even Democrats, this is, and, and I'm thinking 10, 15 years down the road, maybe even sooner, Democrats are going to have to walk a very fine line with AOC. <laughs> and, 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 and it's so true. And, 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 and listen, you know, the younger the, the demographic, the more progressive, more, you know, liberal you're, you're likely to be, right? Mm-hmm. But you've got to remember a lot of the, the, um, a lot of the, the popular, like, I guess you could call them like blue collar Democrats. That socialist term really turns them off. Yeah. You know, in Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan, Ohio, you know, those voters are not at all the same voters in California yep. or in New York. Yep. They're, but they're still Democrats, but they are not the same voters. No. And I think going forward, AOC is going to bring a lot of youth to the party. But with that is going to be a lot of disruption, a lot of animosity, a lot of threatening to splinter off. I feel um, like she's she's got to she like I, I, I fuck with her ideas uh, personally myself, but it's the, the um she's got to she's got to pick and choose and she can't just go hard all the time on certain shit because it's got like especially now, like sh- during the past two weeks, she shouldn't have been saying anything. Yeah, just because it could, yeah. it, it could, it, 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 the election is so close that she could, and she could, she says something so explosive that it could just switch everything off. Right. She absolutely, she has a lot, and like I said, man, you know these states that that we were just talking about, like you know Florida, Michigan, uh, Wisconsin, Arizona, those voters when Trump says things like you know socialism, when he says things like. Um, you know, liberal, like those are boogeyman terms for a lot of Democrats out there yeah. that, that for us, they don't phase us. You know what I mean? Like that, that, they don't bother us. So, and this is, and I think that a lot of that divisiveness put Trump into power is yeah. he took, he took those ideas and, and he said, Hillary's going to do this, that, this, that out here. We were like, come on stop that yeah. but out you know in a lot of these states that stuff resonates yeah they think about that a lot um and, and back to like the cute you know the uh, cuban community and oh yeah in you Florida. use words like that to uh, you you yeah. yeah they don't yeah. you don't use communism lightly with 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 the the cuban the you know cuban um block voters like yeah. that's that stuff is is you know I, i'm i'm I don't know. She's going to run for president someday. And so I'm curious to see if among the Cuban voters, you know, the younger voters get older and, and they're more, you know, they're less afraid of that term. Or if she just like hits a wall when she gets to Florida yeah. and, and like, you know, it just, you know, I don't. What a time to be alive. man. <laughs> What a time to be alive! Yo, well, uh, thank you so much for uh, this. Is um, this has been enlightening, and uh, hopefully uh, things turn out our way as we predict tomorrow. I, you know, fingers crossed. I'm, I, I'm, I don't know if I'm gonna stay up and watch the results come in, or if I'm just gonna take some Nyquil and wake up. To, <laughs> I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I can't judge anybody for choosing either of those options because what a night it's going to be. All right. Thank you, brother. You got anything to say to the people before you get up out of here? Whoa. Right. Thank you so much. We appreciate <laughs> it, man. I'll check you out. Thanks, brother. I appreciate you. All right, man. Take it easy. Bye. All right, guys. You heard it there. Um, 
this i feel like we hear this every single election cycle that this is the election of our lifetime but this really is and it's really really important for you guys to get out there and vote um for the people that say um you know who cares my vote doesn't matter um why am i even voting if your vote didn't matter they wouldn't be trying to suppress it um thank you guys for checking us out uh and we'll catch you guys later this week for conceptual street